find you my missing puzzle piece I'm complete I was just Wonderful episode, wonderful. Um, and I have some wonderful guests uh, lined up for me, or for you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> for me too, but for you. We're, guys. we're lined up for anybody. <laughs> we're open that way. <laughs> um, hi, I'm RB, also known as C. Kerouac on Tumblr, and I have promised to be on my most wonderful behavior. Hi, uh, Sladius, and I, I have not promised anything. <laughs> and I'm 47, Mel, 47. What have you promised, oh, Mel? <laughs> Guys, it's Sunday morning here. Can you Mist- catch me a break, please? <laughs> I didn't know I had to prepare something with my introduction. You need to tell me if I need to prepare something with my introduction because I can't just come up with it. It's too much pressure. It's like writing <laughs> You can't know. There's like you have to think about. We just we just had to like fill Mel- in, we just had to fill in our yearbook stuff for like the teachers at work, and it like took me a week to figure out a sentence to write because like it's, I just can't. I haven't finished. Oh, well. I haven't finished my coffee yet. <laughs> See, I feel like if it's Sunday morning, you need a mimosa. Pardon. <laughs> at least. Or at you least. Can, like spice up the coffee with liquor. <laughs> That's, my That's what I don't have. I don't have any liquor. I think obviously you need to fix that because how else are we supposed to discuss the wonderfulness without liquor? I think your your radiance of tipsiness will spread throughout the the conversation. Okay. What? I'm like sure that there's a certain certain something that I bring to the podcast. <laughs> is usually what it is. All right, so um, I'm actually going to go a little bit in a um, disorder of my agenda, which kind of defeats the purpose of the agenda, but whatever. I'm um, sorry, guys. But it's okay um, for disorder. <laughs> uh, the, the thing I wanted to talk about right off the bat, though, was that 
this is the the Stevie Wonder tribute episode, and we have all these wonderful songs, but it's also a very bright episode comparatively to the rest of season four. And uh, rumor had it that this is the episode that Ryan Murphy went, walked into the room and said, guys, I, I really want to do an episode around the color orange. Make it happen. And <laughs> this is okay. I, 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 as someone whose favorite color is the color orange, I approve of this. <laughs> you know, this things like this make me yearn to be able to watch the new normal again. Um. <laughs> because I, I, I really want to like grab people who watched that but didn't watch Glee and were like, this is ridiculous. Why would anybody ever be like this? It's like, no, you have no idea what we lived through. This is true. <laughs> oh, you mean the part where the, the guy is writing his TV show? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like he that's... keeps on telling, you know, his actress Clea that she's his favorite. And like he's typing there. It's like, and that'll make all of the teenagers cry. Okay. But do we think this is actually his autobiographical show or that he was just putting all of the words that we put into his mouth into his mouth? That's you know what? That's wow. a little bit too meta for me. So. Well, I, and I wasn't there, so I'm just guessing. I, I'm going to go with it's actually biographical because <laughs> that's that was the first answer. But it's a delight. <laughs> it's a delightful show, and I love it. And I don't understand why it's not on Netflix. Sladius, yeah, that was a that brilliant turn of of that turning that around was amazing. So yeah. <laughs> so did he like literally say that? Because I always thought that was just something you made up. No. About- <laughs> no, it was actually in the show. Yeah. I just thought that was one of the safe and things. I was like, okay. So I, I don't, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where I heard that from, but I, 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 from some rumor mill in some place somewhere, somebody told me that Ryan Murphy had really said something about wanting to do an episode about Orange and that this was it. So, did he feel like season four was too dark? See, and I wonder because, like, uh, coming out of Shooting Star and Sweet Dreams and Lights Out, where they literally turn off the lights, right? Everything from this episode on is brightly colored and a little bit more cartoonish than the kind of darker, grittier well, season four. As much as the orange, you know, and the sort, of, it's the yellow in that last number yeah. that really mm-hmm. does me in. I mean, that's like a lot of yellow. Yeah, it's a but lot it's not of more yellow, yellow than um, than the Halo mashup. I mean, that was mm-hmm. yellow. I don't know. Yeah, but... This was bright. It felt was brighter, just though. the girls, right? Yeah. yeah. This is everyone. Everyone True. is yellow. They were all everyone yellow? Everyone is yellow. They were yeah. all yellow. Well, yellow. With orange accents. And Blaine yeah. was wearing orange. Well, and yellow. Yeah, if, if, he, if he actually went in and said, I want to do an episode based around orange, well, then they didn't do a very good job of it. Because <laughs> And Mel has a point. And it's definitely brighter and it's a lot happier and there's lots of joy, but there's like actually not all that much orange. No, there's so like if we were going to craft an episode that was just around orange, I kind of feel like that would be a a solemn a solid fandom project because we could do this so much better. (laughs) I mean I'm I'm pro this. Let's do this. (laughs) I mean, I, in all honesty, it would be, you know, just as good as any other shoe assignment. 
All right, guys, to prepare for regional songs, we are going to do orange. songs about yeah. orange. Like, do you mean the color or the fruit? Yeah, you know, I'm really going to leave that up to you and your creative process. <laughs> you know what? It had me thinking though. When we for did, all I the do things that rhyme with orange. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I do was was um, very red. I feel like more so than this was any kind of color. I do was just like everything, and I do was red lit or pink lit or something. I realized it was Valentine's Day, but that stands mm. out to me more as a color coded episode than this one. But um, more so, my point was that kind of we talked about in Sweet Dreams and Lights Out that that's kind of the ending of season four and. The se- the, these last couple episodes of season four kind of push things in the direction of season five. And mm-hmm. it, it just does feel like a different tone of the show moving forward. So, mm-hmm. all right, that's said. Um, <laughs> let's talk about New York first and Rachel and her funny girl edition. And um, the weird thing was like the beginning, I, I know that we kind of talked about this when we first, when we did the recording the first time. In the beginning, there's um, that scene where Rachel calls Will and says, you know, I couldn't have done any of this if it wasn't for you. And uh, we kind of, um, my question to you guys, do you think that scene might have been originally written for Finn to be on the other end of that line? But I said, I was just going to say the fact she makes a direct point about like you are the first person that I'm calling before anybody else, which is the weirdest thing about it. Not that the phone call is taking place between, like, Will and Rachel, because I do think had Corey been there, it would have probably been him. But it was that emphasis on I'm calling you before absolutely anybody else um, that made it really strange and just not sit right. Yeah, like, I agree. It It's almost like they took text that should have been to Finn and did yeah. it to Shoe When they could have, it would... In my mind, it would make total sense for her to call her her old choir director and tell him this exciting news. Like that, yeah. the fact that the phone call exists is not makes total sense to me. But the dialogue but, is strange. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with you there. I agree. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then when she sort of when she says to him, "If this does happen, it's because of you," and I took, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, di- the dialogue of it definitely, and then the visual of her like perching herself and knees are slightly up as she's chatting with him. I'm like, that's not really the pose that I take when I'm on the phone with somebody who's a you know, yeah, business associate. But the thing is, even if even if that phone call was <laughs> really, <with you. laughs> well, that's what I tell them. <laughs> Even if the call was with Finn, the whole if it does happen, it's because of you wouldn't make any sense either because it's been completely because of her because she's been single-minded since episode, season one, episode one, that she's right. going to be a star. That's yeah. kind of like at the end of season three when Kurt th- th- you know, wants to dedicate it to all the guys in the room, but especially <laughs> Finn, and I'm just like, what? No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's relationship almost like grew, though. I mean, people yeah, are writing these things and have never experienced this, and I don't, I don't quite understand. Like they're they're basically, it really does seem like something has gotten lost in translation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the inappropriateness of the relationship between Mr. Schuster and every other student in that room has been <laughs> gone over many many times. <laughs> 
So I don't know that necessarily, you know, she wouldn't have that body language when talking to Shu. Not for any, you know, untoward means, but, but you know, they go back all the time. And yeah. Rachel, I think, is less connected to Lima. Yeah. And he leaves than everybody else seems to well, be. Well, even think of this this plot line is so separated. Like all the stuff's going on in Lima and she's out in New York and she's the only <coughs> one in New York and Santana's yeah. not even in this plot line. And yeah, yeah so it feels very segregated. And I but way. I feel like that sort of makes sense. I mean, her she is a single minded person. Right. She's not living this she's not reliving a high school dream. Like it seems like right. they make a lot of the other characters do. Mm-hmm. Right. She's, yep. she's off to fame and fortune and getting knocked down along the way. Yeah. She doesn't go back until she really up. falls to the, <laughs> to the bottom. <laughs> so she doesn't have to go home until she really blows right. it. Right. Right. Um, and he doesn't take the the Lima to New York Express connector as often no. as other people do. No, she really. She, I'm trying she to think. She, she she does when the Glee Club. She goes back for the when the Glee Club ends in the middle of season five. Okay, but she hasn't been back since Greece. No, but I mean, though, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, for season four, she went back for oh for Lima or for the I do sorry for I do mm-hmm. and for Glee. Those were the two moments. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I will have to say, I kind of actually like Rachel's storyline. Not like isn't really maybe the the right word. I think it's funny. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say that I I enjoyed her plot line in this episode. Um, she has that scene with the two sycophants mm-hmm. where they which was are hilarious like, in my opinion. <laughs> just I find these two characters absolutely hilarious in a horrible way. Because yeah, there should have been we've more. We've all them. met people like that. Like we've all known people like that, <laughs> and some still do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that they're like you know Sutton Foster's going up for this part, and Meryl Streep's daughter, and Rachel's <laughs> like, does she even sing? <laughs> and I'm just oh. like, oh, precious. And then they <laughs> run and thing. they run and go tell Cassie July, and she turns around like some kind of super villain. Like, yes. <laughs> It was excellent. I mean, I was kind of hoping that she would be holding a cat. <laughs> you know, they do that earlier in the episode. Or not in the episode, with in the season. With, you know, with Hunter. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the cat. Yeah. But I want everybody who turns around dramatically to be holding a long-haired white cat. Yeah. I, or I a naked one. A naked cat would be good, too. Like, I, I want this whole, you know, Inspector Gadget thing. <laughs> And then um, she has the scene where um, uh, she's good, she's practicing and, and Cassie comes in and it's just that. And um, they look like they're about to make out because that, that was my, that was my opinion. Well, that's also later when the cane thing, but this is where she's no, like. I, there were, there are plenty of opportunities for them to make out during each of their scenes. <laughs> This is when um, Cassie tells her that she knew about the callback because Barbara Streisand told her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't see that happening. Like, just like when Kurt dropped it in um, Born This Way, like she was right. like, oh, Barbara knows? Oh, my God, she knows about me. She knows I'm auditioning for her role. She, she knew it straight away. <laughs> I love that she's like, I met Babs at Target. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel is so gullible. 
Like yeah. she is so 100% gone. Like she is just sitting there going, oh my God, did you run into her in housewares? <laughs> you know that she's fucking with you, right? <laughs> like no, she's she psyching you out. And number one, totally impressed with Cassie July that she was able to come up with yeah. this whole ridiculous, I ran into her at Target shtick. Like, and, and number the two, that Rachel bought it. And she dropped James Brolin as well. It's like, and the art of fashion who looks like a troll. And I thought to myself, Babs can't be talking about <laughs> Like, yep, and we're all going to, you're going to do, like, we're all going to come to your audition. Yep, me and Babs and James Brolin. And like, <laughs> <laughs> it just was really funny. I love it. I think it's absolutely hilarious. And then um, they do have, you know what? And this is the one song that I didn't write down the name of the song that they do. Cause it's really a surprise that Cassie is actually celebrating her audition. Don't they do uptight? They do uptight. Yes. Um, and then, um, then the ending with the, when Rachel comes back with the cane, which. Uh, she no, could not possibly have bought at Broadway flea because Broadway flea is in September. Yeah, unless she bought it in September and was the previous September. Oh, that's true. Or maybe there is some sort of time travel aspect to Glee that we have just not paid close enough attention to. Oh okay, my on the god, next y'all! We found a whole new layer. That's it. On the next rewatch, it's the time travel version. Time travel. <laughs> but this is the one that always steps, you know, sticks out to me as the weird like lesbian porno intro scene. <laughs> Well, and they're like their dialogue in this. It's like I'm so nervous, Miss July, and <laughs> I've never wanted anything more in my whole life. And they keep and then, getting closer until they're, they're like sick. right face to face, and, then, and, and you're just sitting there says, going, "Just kiss already." Just Cassie kiss. says, "You're gonna get it." I'm like, "Who <laughs> wrote this?" What did Rachel say? Rachel said something about her abs as well. What did she oh, say? Yeah. Because she brings up the Brody thing, and and, and um, Rachel says, "Well, he didn't have your abs. <laughs> your, your abs are better." <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, "Just kiss already." Like that's what you want to do. This is what this is what I have been led to expect with every single scene that they're in. Yeah. Come on, oh, no. This is the end of Cassie Joy. How? I know. I hope you're sad, but how great would it have been for Rachel to have? An affair with her dance teacher. I, I would have bought tickets to that. Okay. Well, fin, fin, wow, we are really we are really early in this for me to have already made you super uncomfortable. <laughs> well, Rachel can't because Finn's over in Yale having an affair with one of her professors that we'll learn about in about a few months' time. Dun dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Wait, who's no. having an affair with who? What? Because remember when Quinn comes back, she's sleeping with one of her professors? Yeah. Oh, Quinn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. If, I thought you said Finn for a second. Sorry. Well, he could. Well, he could. Who knows what he's doing at the moment? He could be as well. <laughs> sleeping with all okay. of her professors. Sorry. Everybody's sleeping with everybody's professor. Because let's say, it's, I mean, like, as you said, after the relationship that has been created between Will and all of his students, is it that odd <laughs> all of his students go off to college and strangely no. to to their teachers? Like but I thought the boundaries this is how that we always dealt with our teachers. <laughs> and you have poor, some responsible, ethical teacher going, um, no. No. This is not. No. no. I don't know no, where no. you come from or what they feed you in Ohio. But 
also. Uh, well, one thing that the thing um, that I was when I was watching through the New York stuff this time, I was like a little sad that they didn't do more of this kind of college hygiene stuff, like you know, with the sick offense and whatnot, more often. Or like that the show, even when they moved everybody to New York, and even though I love that arc, it was still very you know grounded in like people's <laughs> relationships amongst the group, and not a whole lot of college stuff and. I don't know. It'd been interesting to see these characters really off in college without any kind of the high school stuff added to it. I just don't think that the way that they were building, I mean, they obviously built a fake college um, that is just ridiculous. Hallway. They built a fake college hallway. I have figured out (laughs) what has bothered me about four through six. Finally. They should have, instead of going next year to college, they should have just time jumped five years. Like, people are out of college. They are um, in jobs. They're trying to make it. And then it would make more sense. They're like, oh, I, I can come back and spread my knowledge. And, you know, oh, I've been struggling for years to get apart, as opposed to I've been struggling for almost three weeks. <laughs> and I just don't know if I'm going to make it anymore. I'm like, food in your fridge hasn't even gone bad yet. Come it would have made more sense getting married, too, five years later. Um, yes. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, funny. I don't think they would have yeah. been able to sell that to the network. As I, as I put my uh, executive hat on, they would never, it would never have happened. They just wouldn't have been able to get it through. No, but I'm still surprised that they wrong. had the, the opinion of, hey... Uh, let's just double the cast got through. Not well, I'm well, sure they weren't making a lot of money, those season four kids. <laughs> probably not. Not to I'm mention they really you, did. They're probably not making a lot above minimum. <laughs> they caught Quinn, uh, like Quinn, Puck, Mercedes, and Mike were not regulars anymore. So that yeah. gave them room to add in those other four characters. Yeah. And Unique was already, because of the Glee project, um, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Unless you're a regular cast member, you're not getting paid for every episode. I mean, I think you just get paid for what you show up for. Mm-hmm. Well. Okay. So, um, over on the Lima side, we have, um, uh, I have on my notes, <clears throat> Ryan Murphy. So I almost said that. No, Will is the one teaching this this thing. He says that, you know, after he gets done with his phone call with Rachel, that there's a ton of things to be excited about. One of them is that Brittany <laughs> has gotten into MIT, and that's mm-hmm. kind of why yeah. she's not in this episode. And Kitty's um, response is, that can't be true. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag, um, we're all Kitty. <laughs> yeah. Um, that he has reproposed to Emma and that they are going to get married, um, which is kind of funny in that, like, you know, because Will and Emma were such a big thing for so long, and now they're like, oh, yeah, we have to deal with that. Okay. We just have to close that loop. Let's close that loop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hashtag then, Emma should do better for herself. Yeah. Um, and then we they have... have 400 red-haired children by the end of the series. <laughs> I'm sure she, you know... She had John Stamos. Who gives <laughs> up John Stamos? Like for Will my... Schuster? <sighs> I, I cannot imagine giving up Uncle Jesse. <laughs> my, my, Sorry, you know, 90s heart is sitting there going, I, I, I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's Uncle, it, it's John Stamos. Come on. <laughs> Pick Schuster. Come on. Well, um, 
And then we have Tina getting into veterinary school as a backup plan. Does it just come out of nowhere, Tina getting into veterinary school? (laughs) It is. It's completely out of nowhere. This was just another Glee random. Which I'm okay with. But, you know, I have this veterinary school as a graduate degree. (laughs) Isn't like vets, like getting into a vet degree, wouldn't that be like incredible, like hard to get into? Yeah. Yeah. Also, also a vet degree is a graduate degree here. I mean, she. Maybe what she meant was. Veterinary school without her bachelor's. Maybe she had an internship at the farm down the street. (laughs) And they were going to. They told her it was veterinary school. I don't know. They're in Ohio, right? They're going to teach you how to birth a cow. <laughs> All right. Just stick your hands up there and reach for the head. Look, You're I going to have tell you, to turn the shoulders. I, I grew up in Michigan. And when I went away, to, when I went to college in Ann Arbor, I had two, my roommates came from New York, one from New York, one from Boston. And I swear to you, they thought I was going to have a cow in my yard. <laughs> Yeah, but is I'm that not joking. Of, like, is that how like everyone thinks that we all have bloody kangaroos for pets? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, are you telling me you don't, Mel? I'm so sad now. <laughs> uh, uh, no, kangaroo. No. <laughs> I want a picture of a really big spider. See, <laughs> oh. I said that to her the other day. Like when she was. <laughs> I was. Yeah, the, the huntsman. Haven't had. They haven't seen a huntsman in a while. Oh. Ugh, no. Nah. As I said, the small ones are the ones you got to really worry about here as well. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're the ones that will, the white tails and the red tails, they're the ones that will get you. Yeah, okay, well, Mel, when I come visit you, I'm just going to walk behind you and you got to just make sure I don't get attacked by random animals. Because I'm, like, I'm just like, you guys think this is just like wildlife everywhere. <laughs> I don't really think that. I'm just being funny. Well, if you think that I have rats everywhere, you would in fact be correct. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like to perpetrate the stereotype. It's quite amusing for us. <laughs> I will say though, um, because Sladius, I think you grew up in a different place than I did because I yes. was out in the boonies of Michigan. Yeah. And people did have lots of cows everywhere. But we yeah, did not yeah, have yeah. a front yard. I mean, it's not like they had them like tied to a tree. <laughs> okay. When I was very young, our babysitter had pigs. <laughs> That okay. she named after my brother and sister and I. But, yeah, I grew up much closer to awesome. Detroit than you did. So, I mean, I grew up, you know, essentially yeah. in urban Michigan. And you, you know. I also not. never, like, I'm never, nobody's ever been cow tipping. Everybody thinks that, like, Midwesterners, they just go out and cow tip. No, oh. I think that's Iowa and, like, in the Dakotas. I think that's, like, further. I have. You have. <laughs> what hasn't RB done? I know. I kind of, like, I, each time. Each time. You're alcohol involved. Yes, there's something, like. Oh my God! Something somebody's never done. <laughs> it's like, RB, have you done that? Yeah. <laughs> if we ever played Never Have I Ever with you, you would be out in like. Before the rest or of hammered. I one hundred. I I would be draped across the couch, you know, singing Margaritaville, and everybody else is like, um, "We've had three questions. What's wrong with you?" It's like I live a lie. <laughs> So I, I grew up in rural Maryland, and so we ah, had see. we had cows, and that's much more, uh, yeah, farmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had had a lot of farm, a uh, lot of water. I did convince somebody in college once that I went to school by boat. Uh, <laughs> when they found out that I lived, you know, close to the water, it's like, oh my god, did you like go by boat? I'm like, yeah, yep, totally went by boat. Uh huh. <laughs> 
Wow. My high school was on an island like Alcatraz. Oh my God. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> you know, that's how they kept us all in the building. Nobody could leave because there was a moat around it. <laughs> Come on. I would like that. RV, you should write a book sometime. <laughs> but then again, you know, I also met somebody who, honest to God, got Australia and Austria mixed up. And so when she was getting ready to study abroad in Austria, she got excited to see koalas. <laughs> I'm like, maybe at a zoo. Exactly. But I don't think so. Oh, gosh. Did I ever tell you about the time? This is so off topic. But, and, but um, that I, I was doing a trivia thing at a local whatever, and they asked me to, to name 10 states that ended in A. So I said, but West Virginia. And they thought I was kidding. They're like, you can't just make up states. I'm like, oh. I'm not. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. That's the state of the American school system. <sighs> oh, my God. I know. I couldn't believe it because she's like, no, you can't make up states. I'm like, uh, uh, and you're well, like, I didn't. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I once got into a fight with uh, somebody who thought that Benjamin Franklin had been a president because he was on money. No. Mm-hmm. Nope. So they're going, oh, the state of the American school system. This is really sad. Well, um, getting back to the, the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> were, were we somewhere? Yeah. Well, Tina Bet School. Tina Bet School. Apparently, Tina's love of large farm animals was kept. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. Before we That's get into the circular conversation. Um, She's Tina's really salty in this episode. She's not really happy about Mike being back, and you know, I don't know. She's I thought very... she was fully justified in all of her salt. Yeah, I mean, like I, I get it. Yeah, it's and about I, time they some they gave a mouthpiece somebody that mouthpiece <coughs> to say, hey, this is stupid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's okay. That that it, it makes sense for it to be there. It is funny to me that they said, you know, hashtag Lee hates girls, and I'm like, but yeah. at the same time, I. Th- think you're missing the point a little too like <laughs> i don't know but i think my favorite part was though when she was like yelling at everybody and then she's like why are you back kurt to tell us <laughs> yeah, yeah oh of course <laughs> and he's like was my that the first thanks tina yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> first one thanks tina thanks tina, <laughs> thanks, tina. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um so we have a plot line with artie who i don't remember the last time artie has actually had a plot so i i guess he you know, deserves to have one. And which is season two? I find Artie to be an amusing character. I, I like Artie. I know Artie takes a lot of shit. I like Artie. But I also like, and it's not undeserved shit. I mean, he says well, some course. pretty gross things, but I find I find his character intriguing to watch. Right. But also, I mean, some of the gross I mean, they don't at 30, they don't look like they're 16 years old, but arguably he's playing a 16 year, 17 right. year old boy. And as someone who listens to a 16 year old boy, play video games all the time. <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. They dial him back. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's the sad truth. So speaking, speaking of age, like I just want to jump ahead to something real quick. When Mercedes was telling the other pucker men, it's like, you know, they're a sophomore. I'm sitting there going, there's no way. There is absolutely <laughs> no way that you are a sophomore in high school. Because that's like 15. Mm-hmm. You are not um, a 15-year-old. Yeah, no. Yeah. 
I think yeah. we had this conversation back when Blaine started one of our season two episodes. We and have like, this he's like, you're shaving too much. Extension of an age. <laughs> because honestly, <laughs> these people are are 30 and they're like, I'm a sophomore in high school. Here are my abs. I'm like, you're 15. Yes. Your body yeah, can't Here's my five abs. o'clock shadow at 11 a.m. Right. <laughs> and admittedly, I did have a friend who had quite the male pattern baldness at 15. Uh, <laughs> he never needed a fake ID because he looked like someone's dad anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the exception to the rule. It wasn't somebody who had a 12 pack. But little Puckerman does look younger than older Puckerman. Yes, because yes. little Puckerman looks 40. It was like 40. He looked 40 <laughs> when he started. And you, you know, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> going back on topic. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm watching this episode with the sound off and everybody's wiggling their butt. I'm kind of distracted. That's funny. <laughs> um, so, Artie gets accepted into uh, film school. And um, mm. it's interesting because something I didn't really notice, because I haven't actually watched the episode all the way through in a while, that Kitty sings Sign Sealed Delivered as a way to, like, announce his news um mm -hmm. but what i think is interesting is that here he's like being all secretive and it doesn't take him very long to like actually tell her the truth of what's going on in that first scene that they're together um, they've got 42 minutes exactly that's true <laughs> why am i trying to be logical about this anyway <laughs> they could have cut away for another scene and gone back i suppose yeah no that makes sense but yeah i mean you know you do gotta you do have to compress for time yeah. There were 17 storylines. I mean, we're lucky they got as much <laughs> also, time as he, they did. Also, he wants to get some. That's true. So it's true. He's trying to build his, his trust with her, and she noticed. Yep. But he didn't or tell her trust with him. That. I don't know. He but didn't tell the truth in that scene. He lied to her. He said he was using, he said he's, he got into the film school, which is the truth, but he wasn't going to go because his mom is freaking out, which is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was true. a lie. We yeah. discovered. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's right. So yeah, she I sings. Mean, Katie Segal would have been an amazing addition to this show, just like yes. across the board. Oh god, as yeah. opposed to just one episode. I agree. Sorry, go on. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's okay. <laughs> I oh, another. She is a delight. Like I Katie Segal as the quiet, as the glee teacher would be amazing. Yeah, or yeah. some oh, other teacher, so I we like could that. see these yeah. children go somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing I noticed when, you know, I've been doing all this season one rewatch stuff and they had locations. There were like other places yeah. in Lima and, you know, now they have the choir room and the Niata room and the loft. And that's about it. And yeah, they just I, don't I mean, go anywhere. My guess is just from a practical standpoint, it just got to be too many hours and too many people. Yeah. And you can only mm -hmm. cram. I mean, at well, some point you just make those, you shortcut those. And I think they probably cut Glee's budget. As I was going to say, it was probably the budget. To, Get the and song, honestly, they the aren't cast, making second season money anymore. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, well, I was going to say budget. And it's interesting that they go back to such a, like, well-lit, you know, I feel like they're trying more within, like, the set that they have. But, um, yeah, you could tell they their budget got cut at least around this sure. time period. It seemed like it anyway. I don't know. It's certainly from five to six. I mean, obviously, but. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I mean, like skipping ahead, like there's the the Kitty Artie stuff that's obviously going to go into season five. But also, like Katie Seagal, like I love her. Mm -hmm. The whole scene with her talking to Artie and how she basically she owns that whole scene. Oh and Artie does feel sixteen in that. I mean, like when he's just sitting there all right. in on himself. Because she acts know. like you're a friggin' child, and you know she's just she's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's great. And when she teases him about tipping him over. Yeah. 
perfect. I would do that to my children, just so you know. <laughs> it was it was very much a yeah. This is this is your mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, aw, oh, sweetie, love you, but I'm gonna tip you over. Could you imagine if like like they could have had Katie Seagal and Bert have like a scene, uh-huh. and that would have been oh. great. I know. I'm like, oh. why do you taunt us with these sort of wonderful things that we know cannot never be? Because I, I can. Because oh. <laughs> I and like torturing we, people. If we throw Carol in there as well, it'd just be yeah, sorts of awesome. Well, to be fair, I mean, like the the parents of the kids seem like a lot of fun because then you can throw in Jeff Goldblum and like you know, <laughs> could you imagine uh, like a, a reunion with all the kids' parents there? It'd be great. Well, that should have been when somebody threw a graduation party. Yes. Yeah, which they did not have. Right. But that would have been the perfect opportunity to do something like that. Have all to get all the parents together and get have hammered. All their parents. <laughs> well, I and think they, they were trying to do that with the wedding, but it didn't really work. Yeah. Well, maybe they should pick something other than teenagers getting married. <laughs> okay. To be fair, they were all 20 or 21 when they got married, but. That's um, <laughs> that doesn't make it better. I no. was. Okay, so anyway, did anybody else have anything they wanted to say about Artie or Artie and Kitty or Katie Seagal? I just, I, I like Artie and Kitty together. I like the fact, you know, when she, Kitty calls him a wuss, she's the kind of girlfriend that he, he would really benefit from because she would call yeah. him out on his bullshit and would not let him get away with it. And mm-hmm. I think they're really good together. I think he brings out the good in her and, um, and she's that kind of influence that, that he needs as well. She keeps yeah. him in line. Yeah, I agree. I really liked it too. I'm sad. I mean, I can understand why they just kind of dropped it, but parties relationships always get kind of dropped. But <laughs> um. it's because they have 47 characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and everyone so. gets three and a half minutes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and not a second. And more. beyond that, extrapolate on your own time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what fan fiction is for. We know you're writing it. <laughs> so where's my fanfic of? Tina going off somewhere Green Acres style to oh be my God. the small town vet <laughs> uh, because oh and, and falling in love with, you know, the neighboring farmer. That needs to happen. I okay. kind of feel like in the season of Hallmark movies <laughs> that I love. <laughs> Why do you, uh, you know, this is a thing now with you. We're going to take a shot every time you mention Hallmark movies. <laughs> a very painful <laughs> drinking game that I had <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I'm going to veto that. I was falling in love with Vermont. <laughs> what, Mel? I said I'm I'm going to have to veto taking shots every time she mentions Hallmark movies because I have to drive this afternoon. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. no, <laughs> it's no, breakfast I, where you're at, isn't it? I, I can't do that. Oh, it's about, it's nearly 12 o'clock. It's nearly lunchtime. Oh, okay. That would be yeah. breakfast for me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and then we get, um, well, before we jump into Mercedes thing, let's talk really quick about like Mike's back and he's kind of going to be the choreographer, much to the chagrin of Tina. And, um, by the way, did they really ever talk about what Mike, I mean, they said in graduation that he was going off to be a dancer in Chicago, but they really never follow up on that. Do they like, well, they just wrote him out. So see you later, dude. Not really. Okay. Come back for special events. (laughs) <laughs> um, but then they're, they, they take, um, Jake under their wing because he's a triple threat threat. This mm-hmm. cracked me up. Cause you, you said he, you're, you can sing, you can dance and you're sexy. <laughs> Is that the triple threat? 
I thought the triple threat was that you can act. That you could act. Yeah. 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 Apparently that's not a glee triple threat. (laughs) Well, considering how many of these kids want to grow up. Can't act. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've been struggling for almost three weeks. It's just so frustrating. I'll never get my, I'll never get my Oscar. Look, oh boy. Like Sam just wanted to get his butt on a bus, and he did it. So, <laughs> you know what? He didn't, though. He did it. When you think about it, so... he was the most successful member of that entire class. <laughs> but he didn't have his butt on a bus. I'm it sorry, was... his junk. <laughs> his it airbrush just... junk. I okay? mean, I'm proud of his airbrush junk. So am I. It's was his junk really on there, though? His... I thought it was just, just the top class. Cannot, cannot say that they did. <laughs> Anyway, you live the dream. I'm sorry. Are we going to talk about Jake dancing? Yeah, Jake dancing is what we're. That was actually a great number. Yeah, and I really, really want the cardigan that Mike wears in that number. Yeah, I would really like to wear that. It's really nice. (laughs) All right, so um, let's talk about Mercedes and oh, Mercedes plotline. I love Mercedes. I'm so (laughs) glad that she's getting plotlines. However. Even though she's not on the show anymore. <laughs> Even she's on the show this, anymore. This plot line is at the same time fantastic. And are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when her, we, her coming back to, you know, as the most knowledgeable one of them is like, Sir, you've been out of high school for six months. Right. That makes no sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also I want her to have all the success. Yeah. So. Well, and it's, it's like... Okay, so when they first talk about it, when she comes back and Kitty's, like, making fun of her for being back and, um, you know, she's like, no, I'm back to teach you. And and then Will, I, this is why Will coming back as a teacher just frustrates me. He's like, Mercedes is one of the best Glee Club members this Glee Club has ever had. And I'm like, he's not really? wrong. I mean, yes, but, <laughs> yeah. But he didn't do anything about it while she was there. Oh, no. He, he no. purposefully worked to thwart her and yet she thrived. Even without him. And it's only been like six months or like yes. nine months or whatever. Like, come on. I mean, like, again, but, what you said about it being five years later, this whole plot line would make a lot more sense. But right. If we had time jumped and had some, you know, I've I've paid my dues, I've learned some things, let me let me teach you. I've been like, yes, this is amazing. But she's been out for six months. Mm-hmm. But he fed the same crap to Rachel in the phone call. He's like, You're one of our biggest success stories. It's like, uh, yeah. Huh? Yeah, she's been out of school for six months. Like, uh-huh. She has an audition. I mean, and, if, and seriously, if these two students are like the biggest success stories that this school has ever had, then you want to be looking at well, sort of how you're preparing your students for the real world. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering that they let Finn come back and teach without a teaching degree, yeah. I'm not sure that I really. <laughs> but that happens in like every time TV show, people just become teachers. It pisses yes, me and off. it makes me so angry. I'm like, this is a skilled <laughs> profession. It makes me angry. I spent four years at university to become a teacher. It's like, that's right. not how it happens. It's a, it's a skilled profession. <laughs> I agree. Like, not in know, Lima. Anybody can do it. I'm like, but that's not true. That's so yeah. not true. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, the, the part uh, so the teaching part, so she takes Marley under her wing. And the thing, like, m- my thing is, like, okay, everybody has different t- styles of singing. And on top of that, like, the advice that she gives to Marley is not really the greatest, whatever. No, I'm, 
It's really odd. <laughs> it's really actually kind of, you don't want to ruin your voice doing runs like that, but okay. Nope. Um, <laughs> Basically all through that entire portion, all I could hear was my voice teacher in the back of my head going, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope. However, we can take a talk, take a second and talk about superstition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And then nobody talks. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. We, we were all we were all just blinded by the performance that we we had no work. It was it's so good. Yeah, it's you so could good. you could have you could have Mercedes and Marley and Blaine sing all the songs for me, and I would be happy. And it's. It, the song is just such a good fit for all of their voices. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even even some of the songs that they do, this like this is really enjoyable. You're like, well, that was a little bit of a that was a little bit of a vocal struggle, and you had to add in quite a bit of auto tune to that. This yeah, one, but is, not for yeah. It's, it it just turned out so well. Yeah. It's so enjoy so enjoyable to listen to. I listen to it all the time. Like. I can't. I'm yeah, it's, it's, on my, it's, bad, it's on my. Like, it's on my favorite. Absolutely, it's it's Plus, very it's high on my list. It's a good song anyway. Regularly. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it is a it is a classic for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I love that they're so. It's such a fun number too to watch because a lot of times, like some of these numbers can be just dead weights in the episode when it's not moving the plot still, along. Kurt has no rhythm. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> You know, he has got no. a lot of good aspects to him. His rhythm is not, not one. one of them. Well, well, we'll save a bigger conversation when we talk about uh, Sunshine of My Life. He has awkward white boy <laughs> rhythm. That is one of my favorite songs of oh, yeah. that Kurt does completely. You are the Sunshine of My Life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the, the one plot line that I think is really relevant even though it would make sense five years down the road is her conversation about she's got this album deal and but they want her to like pose a certain way and they want her to be a certain thing and they want to sell her as her her image more than her music and that is a real thing that goes on oh yeah oh it goes on and has gone on forever will go on forever I don't know how you I don't know how you erase that from the music industry the way it it functions as long as someone else is investing all of their money in your success they're always going to want you to they're going to want you to behave the way that they want you to behave and they're going to want to mold you the way they want to mold you and exactly that that could have been a really excellent ongoing sort of storyline for her but right and it's a shame that it's like what like 10 minutes of this episode and then she magically gets a deal by the middle of season five it's um but it is a. I'm glad <clears throat> that they showed that she didn't just you know go along with it, or that you know she, they they showed her like, hey, this, you know, I'm not. If I don't follow it, I lose my contract. I lose my deal. Like that would have been very unlike Mercedes to have agreed to that. I mean, I, yeah. I could see other characters doing that. I could have seen Rachel do something like that. Right. You know, but, I like, think, okay. but I think he, they also could have made the the story choice of her not feeling like she could say no, and making the choice to do it and then getting uncomfortable in the middle of it. Yeah. But that would require an entire like actual story arc, which they're yes. not going to give her so. and more time. They could have. Right. Yeah. So. And I, yeah. I mean, she had to give up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. With all of the plot lines that are like pro performance and all of these kids magically getting like funny girl auditions and, you know, whatnot, the fact that they do 
take at least one story and show, hey, this isn't always this magical. It's kind of nice because this, like a lot of the stuff that Rachel goes to, she goes, she gets so many things so easily. Um, yeah, but what does it say that the one who is mm-hmm. dealing with that yeah. struggle is Mercedes? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you've got you've got a lot of layered issues. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. in terms of Glee and, and making those choices, because you start with Rachel being, I mean, Rachel's the lead and, and it's her story. And so she's always going to have all of the successes and she's, she's the one propelling the story forward, no matter yeah, whether man, the viewers want to struggle her. too. Yeah. I mean, but that you can't have everybody then succeed. If you're pushing her right. forward, then everybody else has to have failure unless you're going to, you know, and ultimately, they give her the failure, too. And then... Mm-hmm. Well, and I always say with Rachel's story going way ahead is that here you get everything you want. It's not exactly what you wanted it to be. So Right. Right. Also, they would all have managers and agents involved, but we don't see any of those people who would actually no. be giving them actual <laughs> advice who would tell them exactly. stupid things. You know, she but does, we're not going to get any of that. <laughs> doesn't Mercedes get a manager in season five, though? Or am I yeah, I think she's got somebody and... Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, yeah anything... it's, it's problematic. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to talk about Mercedes before I move on? I just, I've got a note down right here. I can't remember the exact point because I haven't watched the episode since last time we tried to do this. I just, just got Mike and Mercedes, what talented little fuckers those two would breed. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. We have a new ship. <laughs> well, oh shit. I'd never thought what? about that. When there must have been some kind of moment I was watching. I was like, hang on a second. That's awesome. <laughs> was it the. Well, the, they share a bunch of I looks when they're like judging been, people. Must have been during high ground or that little scene between the three of them after high ground mm. or something like that. But I'm, I've just got this line written here. It's like, for the life of me, I can't recall the exact moment, but there must have been a moment. I to me to write that. <laughs> well, a shout out to the moment um, that we'll go more in depth with in a minute later about when. Um, She's like, I'm calling the album to the held in the no, and he's like, held to the yes, and like, no. <laughs> she said no, 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 <laughs> don't change the brand. No, that was Kurt that said that. And, and <laughs> on, that, on that note, high note was a fantastic. Like, just, oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah, and a fantastic performance. I love. Um, it's such a little thing, but she throws her jacket and then Kurt puts it on. <laughs> it's really cute. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Or at the start of it with Nick. Ooh, child, this is happening. I, mean, I, the, <laughs> I, I really love the music of this episode it's just yeah, it's fantastic. everything is so great in this yeah in this. it's wonderful with like with glee music and songs that i really like and then if they do them i don't always like them and i always really like the songs that i'm not so crazy about the original versions much better with and this this episode is a huge exception to that personal mm-hmm. rule and that i love every freaking version of this, yeah. of every song in here, it's great. They're they're very listenable. Yep. All right, so that's the episode. Nothing else. Let's go home. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about Kurt's orange pants yet. <laughs> okay, so it's been you know eighty four years, and we've all been waiting, and <laughs> we finally get back to the Kurt and Blaine, and and really, it felt. Now, Sladeus, you said you watched this not in real time. Like, you binge-watched everything, right? I binge-watched Glee, correct. Okay. Did it feel like a long time? Because for us, we were like, oh, my God, when is this going to ever happen? But for somebody who watched it just straight in a row, did it feel like a long time without development? 
Of what? Of the Kurt and Blaine story between... No, it didn't feel like a long time at all. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> I mean, if you're watching them all in a 48-hour period, it doesn't really feel like a very <laughs> long time. <laughs> That's good. Well, it just... Well, yeah. Yeah, you, they got together four hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm all right with that. I think I had a nap in there and lunch. And <laughs> I, you're you're lucky you missed the. Oh my gosh, the fandom was like twitchy at this point. Um, basically, everybody was living the the serious black gif. I did my time twelve years of it in Azkaban. Right, right, um, right. By this point, I had given it up, so I was just watching the. The reaction sent on Tumblr that's like, yeah, get it. All right. I'll say spoilers. I, it's fine. I will say this was when the Brazilians were at the height of their power and um, they were giving out hints about. Yeah, I don't know about the Brazilians, but okay. <laughs> um, I, they I, were... I missed all that, thankfully. Oh, uh, the yeah. Brazilians. Mm-hmm. I just remember <laughs> they were giving hints out that. Th- uh, you know, Kurt and Blaine were gonna like get engaged, or it was gonna be a marriage proposal, or something about marriage. And everybody thought they were like just teasing, you know, fandom. And it was just a shock when like when it this actually episode happened. actually aired. So, but okay, so let's get into it. Um, we start off with Kurt prepping for his return to Lima, and he's developed a little OCD. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know yeah. that at the time, this was like one of those things. Like, does that kind of thing happen? And you know, is this this makes sense? And I'm like, yeah, I, I personally, I think it makes sense. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know I that it would manifest itself in the way that it necessarily did for Kirk. But I don't like, you know, because I've seen friends who, as stress builds and builds and builds, you definitely develop a lot of anxiety, um, and can make you a little more compulsive in activities. Although, you know, everybody, it manifests different in everybody. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I've never known anybody who have to have quite those particular effects, but. I think not also. To extent, not to the extent that Kurt did, but, you know, there have I, been certain points in my life where I have developed certain rituals to help soothe things that are beyond my control. Right. I wonder if this is even fair of me to say, but I feel like sometimes there's a moment you have to take a step back and say, this is a comedy and they're trying to make jokes. Well, I, I, I always that- do that, but yeah. <laughs> so. I just, I couldn't in that particular scene, one that is a lot of the exact same socks that he owns <laughs> and they're actually really quite ugly. And I can't really imagine Kurt wearing those because they're yeah. ugly. And yeah, two, when, I, he's packing, when he's packing his suitcase, like, He's like, his clothes are scrunched up and he, he would not be treating his clothes in this way. Well, except we don't, I don't know. It's like, don't we find out later that Kurt's the slob? But do you think he, with his clothes? <laughs> I, After I he goes know. to, I don't know. When you move to New York, things change. Your life changes, your perception changes, your ability to live in squalor changes because everything yeah. in New York is squalor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, there may be an aspect of that. <laughs> That has affected Kurt at this particular point. Plus, those socks look like they came in a 24-pack from Amazon. Yeah, not a chance in hell. The socks I don't buy for a minute. No. Do you think that he gave them to Blaine afterwards? Like, as soon as his dad's fine, he's like, here. Blaine doesn't wear socks. And if he does, they've got prints and patterns on them. There's no way he'd be wearing. Maybe he stuffed them up to make a sweater for Bruce. Those socks look like, ooh. (laughs) You're 
remember the last episode you watched. You're so special. I did. I'm on the ball. <laughs> Maybe he used a pair of those to make the boobs for Santana's. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> boob socks. Yes, these are my lucky boob socks. <laughs> Blue boob socks. There we go. Well, I have a title for my episode. <laughs> Lucky well, we're only sucks. halfway through. Who knows what else is going to come up? <laughs> Isn't that me? That the, Next the time I'm drinking. Of... <laughs> what? Next time I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> you should. Oh, yeah. It makes it more fun. <laughs> I've only done it once, though. <laughs> I got really tipsy that time. Um, yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, one day we need to do one where... Um, we're all drunk. Mel, where Mel is having the <laughs> evening drink and I'm just day drinking. <laughs> I could do the day drinking. Right. <laughs> I feel like we, right. need to purposefully, we need to purposefully schedule. Yeah. We can all be drinking. Yeah. Like a Friday, Friday, would it be? I don't know. I can't. We'll go see. Backwards. Like if it Mel. Would be Saturday in... night for Mel and Saturday, Saturday morning, morning for the rest of us. us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prime brunch time, y'all. Because <laughs> Mel's, I think, fourteen hours or fifteen hours ahead of us. I'm uh, about so you guys are Eastern. I think that's about four because I'm about mm-hmm. seventeen ahead of Snarky, which means it's like a, less about three hours for you guys. Is that yeah? Right? We're and we're all in. It's the same time zone. Right we're now, in the same so. time zone, right? Yeah, Eastern. So yeah, I think I'm about. I usually just sort of go like think approximately half, like a day, like half a day, twelve hours is the way yeah. I sort of. Yeah, so we need to get you a we need to get you a Saturday night and get us a, a day drinking Sunday Saturday brunch. Yeah, Generally I can be done with that. When you guys are all waking up and tumblers becoming exciting, I'm going to bed and vice versa. And <laughs> 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 I'll wake up and I'll see all the fun that I've missed, and I'm just like, hey, come into the party late. Let me. Add That's okay. Room. Like Snarky <laughs> and I, I'm up at like three in the morning, and Snarky's like telling me about her day. I'm like, I'm going to bed now. I really should go to bed. <laughs> Like, no, no, go to bed. <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, so this little montage of Kurt's, his voiceover is just interesting, and it'd be interesting to hear what you guys have to say about it. He talks about coming back, and he's like, you know, he's all anxious about his dad, which is totally understandable. And then he's like, you know, I'm here to see Blaine too, but we're not hooking up. Like, is he talking okay. to himself? But of What's course going on? they would have hooked up after the fact, right? Even though he didn't plan to. They hooked up after oh, yeah. the episode. Oh, absolutely. Right? I think they hooked up in dirty. Those bright yellow cardigan and a creamsicle orange costumes they were all wearing in the last scene could have led to nothing else other than, <laughs> you know, because. Oh I have another God. theory, but I will we'll save my other on. theory. But anyway. What's <laughs> <laughs> um, so now it's a secret um, theory? Yeah, but I will tell you when it gets to secret theory time, okay? Oh. Okay. <laughs> you basically got a secret plan to fight inflation. <laughs> what? <laughs> From the West Wing. <laughs> I don't even know. I just thought Arby just spits out random weird stuff all the time. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> it must come from somewhere. Um, <laughs> not always. Okay, so she's not hooking up. He's not hooking up with Blaine, even though he wants to secretly. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, though he's wearing some damn tight pants in that scene. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, oh, and also he says, thing. you know, it feels different to be back. And I do understand right. that. Like, you know, he, 
he isn't hurting about the breakup anymore. And he and Blade have been together physically. And it's like, you know, I see him. I still care for him. I don't hurt anymore. It's not this like high school puppy love stuff anymore. It's more of an adult thing. But um, maybe maybe the comment is like, we're not hooking up this time because he doesn't want to hook up with Blaine. He wants to move forward and actually rebuild things with Blaine. Yeah, there we go. We're not hooking up, but. We're going to move forward. Well, oh, that's a good, that is a good interpretation of that. Mm. I'm keeping that then. Um, I always thought, because in my head, I'm always like, yeah, you're going to get engaged. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I swear they edit it because it must have been longer or different or something because the way he says, um, at least I don't have to do this alone. And then it says, and these other friends are here. And it just, it's weird because at first you think it's about Blaine, but then Mike and Mercedes show up. And I it's think like, it's about minute. both of them. I think it's about yeah. all of them. I think it's everybody. It's, you know, he he recognizes that Blaine's there and will support him and be his friend and can be his friend. Mm-hmm. And then also Mike and Mercedes are there. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I think it goes together. But. Okay. Uh, um, I ignore me. That, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm agreeing with you. I think it's a good thing. <laughs> Sorry. I was just making sure I was still connected. I was like looking at the phone and I'm like, oh, good. I'm still. I would have warned you if the boxes had gone. Remember, I, I'm, I'm 90s hacking from from the side. Right. You're on the not, net. It's not a not trusting thing. It's like me being like just, con- I, you know, I've done it like four or five times. I'm wired into you. the net. I'll catch you on electronic mail. <laughs> Oh man! You know, AIM is closing. No more instant it's December. Messaging. It's so sad. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, um, then we get, um, we get Where the dirty, dirty cute, cute scene. No. Okay. So they open up though, talking about um, gay marriage because this is obviously Ryan Murphy is now on this gay marriage kick. This was before it was legalized in the U.S. Um, I don't know when New York, I thought New York had been legal for a couple of years, but um, Sladeus, you might know better than I would. Um, I would have to look up the exact time, but I, I'm, it must, I think it happened during Glee. I, that okay. does not strike me yeah, as wrong. It did. I mean, because we're talking about, um, I mean, what year was this? Four years ago now? Yeah. 2013? Yeah. Um, there was a whole bunch of them that happened in pretty quick succession. And then the one that came in, like the whole country, that was, that was, in, was actually 2011 in New York. Okay, yeah. Because so I remember it was like a couple of days before I visited for the first time that that news broke. Oh, the, the whole, the country. whole country. Yeah. yeah. I was at work when that happened and was watching the news at work. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that it's been a couple of years in New York and but Blaine is very much like, this is all happening so fast. <laughs> like, oh, Blaine. And he's well, he was so very excited. into it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he was always he's, sort of He's at an age for, where, he's, where he's just, you know, getting into what's going on around you. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. these are kids who are between 15 and 18. Right. And so it, feel, it may feel like things are happening very quickly because they didn't experience the long lead up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as a long as adults, right? They, it, they didn't live most of their life uh, assuming this is something they would never have. Right. right. But, but Blaine is definitely a character who would have an understanding of the historical impact, mm-hmm. 
and of what it could mean to them. So he's a mm-hmm. character wise, he's the right choice to be the either Ryan Murphy or the writer or the team. I mean, obviously there were a lot of, of LGBTQ crew on this mm-hmm. character and I, to voice their opinions. On that. And I don't think, I mean, we all obviously, you know, and we'll talk way more about it, not even just in a little bit about the marriage stuff, but also in season five that, yeah, no, getting married at a young age is not a great idea. But no. I do think the conversation of gay marriage was something that I don't think it was wrong for Lee to put out there. Um, oh, of course not. I think it, I think a lot of it's the I mean, you can't I don't think you can under count how important it was in moving the discussion forward, whether Mm -hmm. it had any influence other than drawing attention to it. I mean, and you can talk about forever, but it did. I mean, and it's just, you know, you you can't deny that that's true. Right. And like his excitement as a teenager, I mean, I don't know if you guys are aware what's happening in Australia at the moment. Um, Yeah. Like complete and utter complete bullshit in regards to legalizing right. same-sex marriage this bloody freaking pope don't even get me started but you know mm-hmm. i'm seeing that in my students like they're you know they want their voice they're excited about the potential that this could potentially happen even though hey if the vote comes back yes the government can still decide hey yeah we're not going to legalize that because it's a completely redundant process um <laughs> you know i've got you know i see that in students and um like I had one of my cast members when they were writing their little biographies for the programs, for the production. Miss, can I put in a thing about um, to um, urge people who can vote to vote yes in the plebiscite in my pro in my my little thing? And I was like, of course you can. That's, you know, I'll bold that and italicise that and all that right. sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. So, like, it's t- where Blake goes with this in terms of, like, the proposal and everything like that. As ridiculous as it is, it's totally understandable. Because and it's so relevant here at the moment, right? right. And yeah, Thanks. high school kids, you know, who get into politics and social issues, they get into them. They have mm-hmm. the time and the energy to. Yeah, I mean, kids here scream and yell about everything, and more yeah. power to it. They should do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and on top of that, in story wise, you've got, you know, we talked about in the shooting star episodes kind of the previous three that they don't really show a whole lot of, you know, what went on with Blaine during that. But like when you feel like your life might've ended, you're going to go try and go out there. And I do think it makes a lot of sense. It doesn't feel to me as completely out of nowhere as a lot of people sometimes say it is Blaine thinking, okay, you know what, you know what I got to get, I mean, Kurt and I are on good ground. I'm feeling good about this. You know, this whole school shooting thing was really hard. I'm going to go ask him to marry him and we're going to do this. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, so getting back to the scene, though, it's yeah. I, I do like how Kurt says that um, uh, Isabella's like, you know, she's got like five gay weddings she's consulting on or something right. like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, we get the like, I just love the little moment where he's like, oh, and you look cute today. I mean, mm-hmm. dirty cute. <laughs> Like there goes that thought that I wasn't gonna hook up with you this time. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> and they're both wearing such super tight pants in this. Season. Oh, my oh my god. god. I don't understand how each of them are able to walk comfortably. <laughs> I don't think Did they I... are. I was gonna say I don't think. 
that moment, it's so cute. It's I love it, but I hate that there's friggin' credits over it. So every time I want to use it in a video, we'd like blame me. Oh, no. <laughs> like I can't use it prop. I can't use it because it's credits. It's like why would you do that? It's always credits over like awesome claim scenes. Oh. Why do you do that? Because they all they get the opening they get the opening stuff and then they dump them for the rest of the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then they'll get the ending. They get covered bit. by credits and then they get <laughs> cut off by random keyboards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell no, no no! Okay, I shouldn't yeah. pull that off. Okay. <laughs> um, um. So, but so yeah, we get the scene and they're talking and then here's an interesting. You know, Mercedes says, you know, it was pretty boy and boy heavy at the wedding. And mm-hmm. Plain's like, yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he is trying then, so hard to play cool. It's like, yeah, yeah. no, it's fun. It was yeah. cash. Yeah. Um, and and like, then, oh, go ahead. We all know better. 100%. <laughs> it's like, it's um, the same for the next episode when they're having dinner with the um the couple, um with the, the two women. Uh-huh. And it's the same. And you, you can just see him sitting there going, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, yeah, uh-huh, we're just friends. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just friends. I don't understand why you think that we're anything more. I mean, it's just, just, it's just friends. Friends, <laughs> um, friends who I want to live I know with. I just bought yeah. an engagement ring from one of you, yeah, but yeah. I have nothing. <laughs> but, um, and, but in the conversation, Mike knows about the um, the vapor of Yeah, how does he know? Like, did... <laughs> I'm sure Tina, this is the one thing Tina probably Do didn't sense. want to talk to him about. It's got to be sad. Oh, I'm sure Tina, I, I think we talked about this last time. I can't imagine I Tina remember. could keep anything to herself. Oh, true. Though <laughs> Sam could have. Yeah. And Sam's aware that he's Oh, so Sam could have told. Yeah. Oh, Artie could have too. Because he already would have found out about it. And Artie <laughs> is a little gossip, so. You, yeah, yeah Artie it was probably it. like multiple of them going, oh my God, your ex-girlfriend <laughs> did such and such. Of of no. Lane's, Lane's called Mike. Hey, I just I need some advice. Is this a normal <laughs> thing Tina has ever done? <laughs> Should I be concerned? Uh, so, um, uh, so yeah, yeah, kids. And then Kurt's like, you know what? None of this matters. And this is where yeah. like he gets all serious and he's freaking out about his dad and you know. And can I? Okay, I'm gonna. I, this is the stupidest thing to be. I'm not even really annoyed about it or anything, but I just think it's ridiculous. I'm watching the scene and I've watched the scene so many times that, okay, so Kurt and Blaine, they hold on hands and Kurt mm-hmm. takes Blaine's hand and pushes it over and, and to him, but it's because that stupid cup is in the shot and you can't see their hands. So <laughs> it's like Chris is moving his hand so that you can see that. Like, why don't they just move the stupid cup? Like, why is it there in the foreground anyway? It's blocking everything. <laughs> it's <laughs> that, okay. Sorry. So they're getting cup blocked now. <laughs> they're getting cup blocked. So I know it's a really stupid, like technical thing, but I'm like every time I'm like, why didn't they, they get credit blocks? Yes. They get cut blocks. <laughs> they but. get musical cue blocked. <laughs> they're not doing well with the C's. They're not. They're really no, not. No. Bet they're no. doing better with one other C. Ayo. I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Stop playing with your sugar packets. Okay. <laughs> Stop playing with your sugar pla- packets and play with my sugar packet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got something sweet for you right here. <laughs> and it's white. That's anyway. a lima bean. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my okay. God. Did we have something to discuss after this? <laughs> 
We did. Um, but, you know, we okay. have to take a moment Lima and just... Bean, Lima Bean, Dirty Cute. Like, okay. I'm reading Dirty your cute. outline. I have it in front of me. Oh. Yeah. I should actually read that. I'm a but... suck up. What do you want? Um... <laughs> the doctor's appointment. Okay. Oh, this is... Oh, I have to... Oh. Wait a minute. There, so, in the before the doctor's appointment is Superstition, and Kurt is oh. dressed the same way in Superstition, that they're doing other Superstition, and then in the doctor scene, and then later on, when they come back to the choir room, did you, you are the sunshine of my life. So he went to the school, then went to his dad's appointment, and then I'm guessing he went back to the school and took his dad with him. Just the timeline is just interesting. Anyway, all right. I I just want to say, just for the record, how much I really like those orange pants he's wearing. Yeah. (laughs) Are there any pants that you don't (laughs) enjoy? Because so far you've liked them which is good. Mm-hmm. I like to keep positive on the podcast. I uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to like go through and do like a serious like pant notation. But these are very good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> they are. They're very nice. I like the vest. Though. I mean, the whole outfit is extremely flattering. Yes. Okay, come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I digress. That's okay. Oh, we never do that on this podcast ever. I can't believe that Don't all y'all up. are getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> we really try to stay on topic at all times. I thought the pants for the topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could get my serious voice on. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. actually, serious voice. Let's talk about okay. um, cancer. Let's talk about Bert. Oh you know, and I realized watching this, this is one of those, um, I watching it, I'm like, this is really fast. Like, there's no, like, it's just bam, 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 bam. We're going to just tell you. I mean, they spent like 10 minutes with the whole, like, you know, arguing with each other, which is nice to show Bert and Kurt actually arguing with each other to show that they're still like mm-hmm. father son dynamics there. But then it's like, oh yeah, you're fine. And then it's like, oh yeah. Cool. That was I'm going to have all people's sex. <laughs> I love. Okay, I resent love, that because love. I am a year older than Mike O'Malley. And so I really have a problem when he says that. Well, maybe. But, but I thought he meant like when he was like 90, he's still going to be like 40 years from now. Okay. Old people sex. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's not old now. Yeah. Right. He's looking, yeah, he's looking forward to Kurt getting married, having grandbabies, <laughs> having old people sex. And have in the future. Okay, fine. I can yeah. accept that. Yeah. It wasn't like, I'm looking forward to old people sex tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cheryl's <laughs> face, though. When he's like, old people sex, and she's like, oh my God. <laughs> Help. <laughs> but, has, but yeah. He brings has, up. Has Bert's illness even been mentioned since the Christmas episode? No. Well, the, um, yes, the previous episode, Lights Out, brought it okay. up as a, like, we're going to remind you that this is a plot line because it'll be important next episode. Okay. Um, so, but no, other than that, it has not. Um, but that's, I mean, that's okay. I mean, I, I feel like Glee has so many stories going on. Yeah. It, I mean, it's almost like, it's almost like a daily soap in that you can't have every character's storylines be touched every episode. You just right. can't. So you have to... Right you know, shuffle them around and of course, you know, bring in other strange storylines right. that mean nothing to anybody well, as you propel the characters forward. And even when like, there wasn't 47 like- characters, they still did that. I mean, you know, even looking back to season one and Kurt's episode, he still got like maybe every other episode. It wasn't right. Like all the yeah. time, but he also wasn't, you know, nearly as popular 
yeah. when they shot those. I mean, he was just another side character at that point. At that point, it was very clearly all about Rachel and, mm-hmm. you know, Leah and Matt and mm-hmm. Mr. Schuster. But, but I yeah, know, I really... We could have done without catfishing and spent some more time with Bert and Kurt. True. <laughs> yeah, we could have... Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I think I everybody argue. agrees about that. I can't argue that you're wrong. <laughs> okay, cool. So what were we talking about? I know we were talking about... Like, okay. We were talking about doctor's office, old people okay. sex. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the fact that, like, I loved a moment where, like, Kurt is, like, freaking out about the clothes and Bert's yes. just, like, down and Kurt just does it. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to. Okay. It was another really solid father son scene. Like, I totally yeah. buy them as father and son. Yeah. They've never blown a scene, the two of them. Never. No. Right. Agreed. Oh, the Hummels. It grounds the whole show, honestly. Well, and I like, I know that sometimes later on in the show, Bert is kind of criticized for being all almost a little too perfect, but not really in his scenes with Kurt. I feel like there's still a realism of that father son dynamic that really is, I don't know, it just really works. But sometimes me, parents so. are perfect, and that's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not talking about me. Oh, I'm sure you're perfect. You're practically <laughs> perfect in every way. <laughs> there is something like um, the visual at the end of the scene with the three of them hugging. Mm-hmm. When you think about the next time that we're going to get that visual, oh. we will be. Oh. Yeah. See, like, this time it was Mel who's taking the serious route. Yeah, I just was like, oh, I, like it's such a joyous, happy moment. But and but knowing what's to come, it, it's sort of just it's tinged slightly to think of sort of what. You know, they've just had this really, really awesome thing happen. Everyone's okay. And then what's going to happen? So, yeah. Yeah. Brought the the mood down there. A lot of scenes I find, you know, you you definitely have that sort of bittersweet as you watch the show. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, Bert saying, you know, seeing you get married is not out of nowhere either. That's definitely... Always was in the narrative to get Kurt and Blaine married. Um, they were obviously setting that up in this scene. So at least by the end of season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, why couldn't they have been older? <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you, but pretend they were afraid they get canceled every year, and they had to yeah. keep it in there in case I mean, they got well. Hammered. And at this point, though, they had their contract for two years, so. They knew that they were going to at least have two more years. Yeah, but then but. season six got heavily truncated. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, they should have had, I mean, they got, you know. I don't know. For better or for The worse. network probably had to pay for those 13, whether they kept it or not. I mean, I'm sure right. it wasn't a full renewal. And but. I'm sure, um, like, I I don't know. We'll talk about it when we get to season six, but I think it might have been somewhat disastrous if they had kept the full 22 episodes. We don't know. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, but anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, um, and then we get that's when we get the "You Are the Sunshine of, my, sunshine life of my Life" scene, yeah, which is adorable, Kurt, and he's yes. seen because he and his dad used to sing this to each other way back when they were mm-hmm. when he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten that he sang the song. It was a delightful uh, surprise. It's so great! <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, and he's got his swans again. Kurt does oh, have his swans. <laughs> It's like, did any of you read the Naya Rivera book? No. 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 Because there's, at one point, she talks about, you know, early on, they realized that 
Chris could learn all the moves. He could learn all the steps. He could do everything, but they realized he had no rhythm. So they had to figure out some other way. But then they realized he could do the props. So they kept um, throwing him on the things. But they figured that out fairly early. <laughs> I Well, I wonder that because in Preggers, when he – He's going through the moves and he's like slap the butt and everything. I'm like, I wonder if that's right. like something to teach Kurt or Chris how to do the dance. No, uh, so. no, they had to teach him, didn't they? Yeah, they had to Isn't teach him. But I wondered. Didn't like, Brittany had to teach him? Yeah. Yeah, like, like they. You know that. how like when you dance and you're just like one, two, three, four, move, turn, switch, right. whatever. And, yeah. But see, right. for Chris, it might have been like you know comb the hair and slap the butt. And- <laughs> right. <laughs> right, 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 right. I do that with choreography, like. You, when I'm like choreographing but... stuff, I'll like write it down literally chicken arms, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And like <laughs> student who was doing like the dance student doing the, like the hard choreography uh, for the, the real dances, she would like read my notes and just be like, what the hell? It's like, it makes sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and at one point, I, I swear I'm not making this up. They started letting Chris do some of his own choreography, which is why some of his later stuff is like, what is he doing? Because I think I am, I'm still here was his, was Chris. Like, and yeah. that's basically him just running around. <laughs> like, right. Jumping on things. Yeah. Um, so. Look, he, he did the reverse splits. Nice butt. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, did how much Bert just loves watching his son. Like everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's wonderful. Oh, those Hummel boys. Yeah. yeah. And then planes in the background, just like, oh, it's just so I fun. love you. Because <laughs> yeah. well, Kurt's like, he's like, he's celebrating second chances, not just a second oh, chance. That's right. Dad. For everybody. Like, everyone. Everyone. everyone is happy for everyone. It is. Yes. <sighs> I also like the little moment when Bert comes in and he's like, oh, hey, Blaine. Just like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He calls him Anderson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice just, just to have like a, like a fun, lighthearted solo for Kurt because of mm-hmm. you know so many because yeah. they happen so rarely. Yeah. Well, they yes. happen so rarely, and so many of them are very sort of like I can't even word this probably just like heavy in emotion and things he like gets, that. He gets and sad that, Kurt songs. He does, mm-hmm. and he does amazing jobs at them. And I know that comes from Chris, sort of like not wanting Kurt just to sing random solos whenever to have particular reasons for them. But it's nice that we get as, you know, amazing as all of his other solos are, it's nice yeah, to no, have a great one. Mm-hmm. that he can just smile and have fun and it's light and he's happy and he's wearing tight orange pants and the girls are swinging <laughs> their arms around him and <laughs> it's just fun. It's so cute. It is. Yep. Um. So um, this must be just later on in the day. I don't know. Why is Bert wandering around? I guess Plain must have said, hey, can I see you after school yeah, or something? Can I talk to you, future it's father-in-law? Just, it's just super <laughs> weird that they're meeting at the school. Like, Blaine, go yeah. to the house. <laughs> well, is but, Bert still a congressman at this point? Okay, but Blaine is yes. wearing different clothes in that meeting than he's oh, wearing right. during. That's- so Blaine's wearing different clothes. Uh, Bert, is Bert wearing the same clothes? Yeah, I'm looking. I, I, he always wears the flannel shirt, so I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I because know. he could just pass this he, off. Bert is, is not wearing the same clothes. Bert is not wearing the same clothes as he was. Okay. And then you are the sunshine of so my yeah, life. That is really Can't weird. See, they're both wearing different, different, different okay. clothes. Meet at the Lima Bean. Meet at Bert's house. Catch yeah. him in his driveway. <laughs> they're, but they're on stage, which is weird. Bert comes to school. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
I don't know because like why is even Kurt's coming to school, which is a little weird in itself, but like this yeah. school has no security. <laughs> which is funny like, because absolutely not. Yeah, when, when all of these random ass people are just wandering stuff. around the halls being like, Yeah, I'm here. Where's the visit of pop? Yeah. <laughs> Should have it's, a visit of pop around his neck. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. And it's weird because it's after the school shooting one and yeah, it's whatever. Um, so anyway, we get the scene where Blaine's all really excited uh, about wanting <laughs> yeah. to ask Kurt and <laughs> Bert's like, no. Are you kidding me or are you nuts? <laughs> my my favorite thing about this is that he doesn't like let him down gently. He shoots that down. Yeah, he says no. No, just no. Yeah. Did you I mean, learn it, nothing? It's a cat with a water bottle. That thing is off the table. Like, no. <laughs> well, and yeah, he says, like, did you learn anything from Finn and Rachel? And he's like, we're different. I'm like, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Well, they, I think they are different. But yeah, I, yeah. yeah but, Lane's totally right, but Bert's also completely right in that. Yeah, no. yeah of course. <laughs> you I, may I be different. Bert is sitting but down also... for a tall glass of this is how it is. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to tell you things your parents apparently aren't telling you about what it's like to be in a relationship with another person. <laughs> and good Lord knows you yeah. can't talk on Cooper for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, how long did it take to talk about Cooper? How long have we been at? We have been for an hour 30. All right, ding, ding, yeah. ding. No, this is, this is a new record. I had to slide him in somewhere. <laughs> had, had to make sure that he, uh, had to make sure that he popped up. Hey yo, hey yo! But hey, this um, is an appropriate time to talk about Cooper. I mean, it, not you know. Anyway, so <laughs> well, yeah, there's nobody, there's no adult in Blaine's life who has sat down and been like, "Let me, let me instruct you let as me help you good yeah. choices." And so he's like, "No, Finn and Rachel are a great pair to emulate because I'm going to get engaged to my boyfriend today." You know what, though, I I will argue that it's not so much that he thinks that you know Finn and Rachel were right, even though he seemed to have no issues with Finn and Rachel being engaged. I think it's more of like he thinks that this is right and this is that he wants to marry Kurt, and he's a little bit afraid of losing Kurt again. And sure, like, I have to course. lock this down right I now, think that's or true. else you know he doesn't know as he says in All or Nothing, he doesn't know what's going yeah, on but, with Adam. Not that any of the yeah, rest of us do either, get, but yeah, he feels but like also, he has to. Do, go ahead. He feels like he has to do something bold to get Kurt back. Is sort of what he says, and it's like, mm-hmm. but he gets Kurt back at the start of the next season without a proposal. Yeah, because they they're back together before the proposal. Yep. So it's interesting what Bert says too. That like, and then this is also. I feel like this is. Is a one of those scenes where it's also the writers talking to the fans, um, where it's yeah. like, hey, like you two love each other. That's not, you know, that is definitely a thing, and it will work itself out. And you know, you just got to trust that it will. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to be, you know, you don't need to propose to somebody to accomplish that. Yeah. So right. Um, I do like the moment where Blaine rolls his eyes because <laughs> who you know, rolls their eyes at Bert? That, but also he looks so young in the scene. Like, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It really, and like, yet here's somebody else who's blowing me off, who's like not listening to me. Yeah, but but, yeah, I mean, like, Bert is so spot on with his advice. Where, like, because Blaine's thing is like, you don't know what it's like to finally be able to be legally married, and Bert's response is, you don't know what it's like 
to be married. It's not the same as like living together as a couple, in which we know they're going to have issues with that right. in the future of them being able to to um, live together. Um, but I also think more to the point was Bert saw, I mean, in addition to what you're saying, is that Berlin is so obsessed with his idea that he's not yep. looking at Kurt as a real person at the moment. Yep. So, yeah, it's and it comes back to this like the excitement and that he's feeling because of the laws changing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we've got to embrace that. Let's do this. Let's, um, which you can understand. I can totally, un- you know, you can understand. Yeah. You, you know, he needs. He obviously doesn't listen to what Bert says to him at this particular <laughs> point in time. Well, and uh, it's interesting that Bert won't also, like, Bert goes along with it too. He's like, hey, will you please drive Kurt to this, you know, that conversation had to have happened. Like, I'm going to do this. Will you please drive Kurt new, there? That's new season. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but also, I think that it would be really telling if Bert felt that Kurt was not interested in playing or had moved on. That Bert might have probably said, hey, look, you know, tough love. I think my kid is moving on. It, You know, and he doesn't say that either. He says, no. you know, if well, you guys have a love like you two do. Well, he may would. not have said something like that to Blaine, but he may have something, said something like that to Kurt before mm-hmm. the actual engagement. Said, hey, you know, you don't have to do this, you know. It's like, well, he kind of sure does, too. He's like, you want? Well, choice, he says, he says, it's up to you. It's up, you know, you, it's your yeah. decision. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention about the scene that we kind of skipped over was the fact that Blaine gives the little rainbow pen. The pen. Um, because, and that's when Bert talks about being in Congress and mm-hmm. being a, everybody else being on the wrong side of history. But Bert's going to wear that pen a few times throughout the rest of the series. So, look. Okay. Because well, so, it's very important. Oh, sorry. Go, go, no, no, I'm just going. Okay. Um, <laughs> And um, so then we get the hallway scene. And, you know, it's funny. I really love the scene, but I think part of the reason I really love it is that they're so pretty in the scene. It's so nicely lit and their clothes are nice and their hair is nice (laughs) and they're so cute. And they're looking at each other so nice and they're not. Yeah. Yeah. They're both so happy to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make out. Yeah. Yep. So I had to like how they're sort of like setting up the tension, like Blaine's going to propose in that moment. It's like there's no way on God's green earth that Blaine would propose to Kurt in a hallway at McKinley. No, no. <laughs> well, and some people have wondered if, and I don't really see this either, but like if Blaine was going to ask like Kurt on a date or ask yeah. Kurt for like, no, I think maybe Kurt was expecting that. Like, hey, are you going to yeah. ask me out? And he's like, oh, okay, this is not what you're doing, but okay, you know. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> but, but yeah, and I like Kurt's you know, when he says, you know, I, you know, I would have said yes. Cause yeah, right. it's also like, yeah, you ask me out, I'm going to say yes. He's there. He's back. Now that his dad's fine, he's back mm-hmm. into the like, yeah, let's do stuff. So, well, he has the mental capacity to think about it now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think this is where my secret theory comes in. So they walk off arm in arm, all giddy and happy, and you know, um, make uh, out in the car. It's, they yeah. bang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, go on. 
<laughs> I was just going to say, I really like the lines where like, he's like, you know, this has been a wonderful week. And Blaine says with you in it, a wonderful life. I'm like, how did mm-hmm. they not go off and make out or bang in a car? I'm sorry. They hooked up between this and the last song, whatever yeah. they did. That's my theory. I think they bang, bang, bangity banged. I think they bang, bang, bangity banged. Yeah, no doubt. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, and just, <laughs> look, I mean, look at them in this last scene when they're, I mean, Kurt is just so giddy and they're all, they're both a little flirty. If you, you watch them playing with the microphone when Kurt goes on the stage, they're fooling around with each other. It's just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They should have just had them disheveled. That would have been fun. <laughs> Shit, buttoned up wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Every everybody else is in their oh, costumes that would have been awesome. and all you know gussied up and then awesome. you know with the shirt button wrong and the pants like having to hike them up a little bit and missing a sock <laughs> the buckle coming out <laughs> someone's hair is a little askew my flying Teeter. down you just side eyeing them like oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, and they make in the song, um, they make it a point when the lines are, um, I'm not alone anymore. That's mm-hmm. when they do the like zoom in on Kurt and Blaine's happy, like it shows Blaine being all excited and Kurt's all giggly in the audience. And um, it, they definitely purposely lined up the lines of the song with those moments. So, yeah, I'm watching it right yeah. now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ignoring you. As you should, everybody should just go back and watch this little thing because it's really cute. But I, you know, I really, this, I, I guess coming to the end of it, I really love, you know, this episode. Yeah. It has flaws. It's not perfect. It's not great, but it's wonderful. And and after some of the bumpiness of season four, it's nice to kind of get back onto this, you know, forward claim. It's happy. Train. And, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, does anybody else have anything else in their Good. notes? Uh, Just, I don't think so. like all the tribute episodes, it's, it's right up there with the strongest ones in terms of yeah. story, how the music works with the story, mm-hmm. the whole overall feel. Like it's one of my favorite tributes. There's some mm-hmm. solid musical choices in this one. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. good. It's good. Plus mm-hmm. anything that has significant amounts of Burt is a win in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, some might even say it was wonderful. Right. It might be wonderful. (laughs) All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for uh, doing this podcast with me. Um, Like I said, it's one of my favorite seasons. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, always. Everybody's always invited back. And um, next week, we are going to hit the end of season four with All or Nothing. So stay tuned for next Sunday. My missing puzzle piece I'm complete I was just guessing At numbers and figures Pulling the puzzles apart Would you love me Even with my dark side Somebody let me come through I'll always be there as frightened as you to help us survive